0: All right. So first of all, Merry Christmas to everybody.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas. Yeah. This is a Christmas free for all, which means we're just going to be talking about whatever comes to mind. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm wearing a red, uh, beanie for some of us to call them beanies.
1: Uh, I got a red sweatshirt. (laughs) I did hear somebody else calling it. What did you say? You've heard the it called?
0: A toque or uh, That's what you said.
1: A toboggan. I heard somebody else call a toboggan. And I'm like, no, a toboggan's a sled, but (laughs) I don't know.
0: Yeah. And and I'm drinking uh, eggnog from my number
2: one grouch mug. Oh, nice. (laughs) See, everybody calls me the Grinch around here. I'm the one who doesn't really get excited for Christmas and everybody's like, ah, it's the Grinch. Actually... Uh, Someone had sent us some like some Christmassy treats and I I really, really like uh, peppermint bark and I ate a couple pieces of that peppermint bark. I was like, wow, like eating this, it takes me back to when I was a kid and I used to love Christmas and all the kids are like sliding the whole thing over. Give dad the rest of this so he stays in the Christmas spirit.
0: (laughs) That'll put you in there. It transforms you.
1: (laughs) You know what they're getting you for Christmas next year now.
2: Yeah, like actually, I, I got to be careful saying that uh, people will be like, "Oh, Ben likes peppermint bark. I'll get like 50 pounds of it in the mail next year." <laughs> I know,
0: homemade. Yep. <laughs> so, what are you guys going on this week, Ben? Ben, did you uh, did you butcher a cow this week?
2: Uh, yeah, that that was on the agenda uh, until I got sick. Um, I caught you know the whole house has had it. It's moved its way through everybody and I was I was being real real positive. It's like, you know what? I'm not gonna get it and I'm gonna do the cow on Saturday and then Wednesday I came down with this flu or whatever it is and it absolutely kicked my butt. Uh, I still have a little bit in my chest right now, but you know I have my energy. I feel pretty good now, you know even though that was I mean we're coming up on a week ago that I had that today's Monday I came down Wednesday yeah it was it's was pretty rough the uh I think the hardest part was like I hurt too bad to lay down I hurt too bad to sit in my chair like yeah. it was just like aches and pains and uh it's just it wasn't fun so yeah we uh postponed until uh the day after tomorrow we're doing it Wednesday um nice. I'm ready I'm ready I, I kind of bummed that... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm bummed we had to push it back, but at the same time, it's it's all good. We'll uh, he'll go in the freezer. Will the weather yeah. be better for it? I think it so. Off. I think so. It's supposed to be like 20 degrees That's that longer. morning. So, nice. like the colder the better, in my opinion. I like I like butchering in the cold. Yep. So, plus you know a cow's easy. A no cow way. you're not you're not breaking it down right away. You just you kill it, eviscerate it, and then you hang it. So that's really, it's a really easy day when we can be done in like, you know, hour to two hours. That'd be nice. We'll see. I better knock on wood, you know, make sure uh, nothing goes wrong. (laughs) You got a lot of help coming? Not really. Uh, Just you and the family? I think it's just me and the family. Actually, the boys are going to be at work. So it's going to be me, the two younger boys and Meg, and then um, my friend Brian's coming over. He's going to help. Yeah, Jason, I've been meaning to ask you. want to come over? <laughs> yeah. All right. Wednesday. It's always a party. I know, oddly enough, that's, that's these are the circles we run in when butchering a cow is a party. party.
0: It's a Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to fight off that um that sickness. We're felt feeling a little bit this week, but <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't bad. I, I think we're we
2: felt it a little bit,
0: all of us, and then kind of got better after that, but
2: that's good. Yeah. It's, it's going around. It's going around. Uh, I was talking to my mom last night and she had the exact same thing, but way worse. She said it kicked her butt for, it was over a month. It was like five weeks or something like that. She dealt with it. Uh, and it was exactly the same symptoms. This, it progressed the same. It, you know, the backache and fever, and then it turned into whatever this chest congestion is. So, I've talked to quite a few people that have been dealing with this exact same thing. So, I think they used to call that the seasonal flu. I think that's what they used to call it. But, I mean, <laughs> depends on who you talk to. They'll be like, oh, no, that's, uh, you know, the C word.
1: <laughs> the crud. You got the crud. The crud. Yep. So you guys cooking up any special food this week for Christmas or actually I need to go see
2: Jason. We're, uh, we're going to trade for a Turkey. <laughs>
0: That's right. Yes, we are. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We just, uh, we just made some pastrami. Ooh, Ooh I love How'd that. It turned out. Pastrami. It turned out, it turned out good it Took out a little bit salty, Yep. but I don't know. I like salt and, uh, But yeah, it could have could have been a little bit less salt, but uh, but we brined it for like five days. Nice, and then we put it in the smoker for eight hours. Wow, and it's good. Like we've already had it for two days, and uh, it was one of the briskets. Yeah, the rain's been cooking today. She's been baking all day, pretty much. That's
2: uh, pretty much what's going on here for the holidays. We don't go. We don't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we moved very far away from uh, all the people that would request our <laughs> presence. Uh, it'd be a little bit of a drive yeah. to go see anybody at this point. Yeah, we don't go anywhere either, man. And what about we you? Don't either. You go. Yeah, you guys stay home. We stay uh, home. we got like a
1: Christmas Eve stuff to do, but Christmas Day we'll just chill.
2: Have either of you guys ever made a uh, corned beef out of your own meat? Of my own, no. No. Have you ever made one? That's probably a better I mean, question. It's sim- kind of like pastrami, I yes, guess. I think right? like pastrami. I think I've made yeah. it once. Yeah. yeah. We, we did a corned beef last year, year before, something like that. Man, it's so good. It's it's similar to what you buy from the store, but like 10 times better. And it's super easy. You mm-hmm. just brine it and then slow cook it. Now, have you had any pastrami sandwiches? Or are you not wasting
1: it on a sandwich?
0: We had pastrami sandwiches tonight. Tonight. Right before this podcast. <laughs> How was it? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> we had some we had went to uh actually this weekend we went to the uh Charlotte Farmers Market. It's a huge farmers market. I mean right now it's it's not as many people as in the summer, but um so we bought some like homemade bread and we put the pastrami on that and um Nice. Man, it was it was good.
1: Now what were they selling down there? This time of the year at the farmer's market, I know you said bread, but is there, like, a lot of greens and stuff?
0: Yeah, there were some the greens forest going forest. on. I mean, cool. our friend, uh, me and Ben's friend, Casey, Honey Tree Farm, he was there. Yep. He he's, he's at that farmer's market. He's always selling out, man. Like, he grows, I think he had cauliflower. Um, By the time we showed up, he was already sold out of stuff. Wow. Like, lettuces and stuff like that. Sunchokes. I guess he's had, he sells a bunch of sunchokes. I just um, harvested
2: a bunch of sunchokes,
0: but Casey says he calls them fartochokes. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that you go a little gassy. Yeah, a little gassy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was like it was kind of one of those farmers markets where it they had a section where it was like I think people just buy wholesale, like like you know like your wholesaler and you yep. buy a bunch of veggies from I don't know wherever in bulk. And then you go there and you resell them. So there's a lot of that going on, but they also have a section that's specific for like, like local farmers, gotcha. uh, small scale farmers. So it's kind of all in sections and they have like a flower section. People are selling just, you know, flowers and stuff. Um,
1: Is it outdoors, indoors this time of the year?
0: It's outdoors, but it's undercover. Gotcha. It's like a big pole barn. And part it? of it is in a, like a, yeah, it's kind of like a pole barn, I guess, yeah. But from what I understand, it's like one of the bigger ones you, that's out there. Which Sounds cool. pretty
1: big. We don't have anything like that around here. It must have been kind of like holiday themed this past weekend.
0: Yeah. I mean, they had some like people making stuff also, section gifts and hand handmade stuff.
2: That'd be pretty cool. I kind of miss farmers markets. That was something we always used to do. Like every single weekend, we always went to a farmer's market when we're in California. Uh, We had a we had like two of them that were pretty decent size, and it was the same way. Like, you know, out there, as soon as winter hits, you start getting different stuff. Like citrus comes in in December, and like there's all sorts of stuff like that that you can only get in you know, quote unquote winter. Uh, But yeah, it's a little bit different here. Our uh, our little farmer's market, pretty much is done by November. I'm
1: surprised your local ones don't stay open longer, but probably not a lot of people growing greens and stuff like that, I
0: guess, in the area.
2: They're too small, I think. Yeah. Is there even anybody at our farmer's market growing greens? I don't think I don't there is. I not know about is. greens,
0: but I know they're year-round, though. they? are, are they? year-round. Yeah, we I, don't, haven't... I don't know exactly what they're growing, but...
2: Yeah, we haven't been to our uh, local farmer's market in quite a while. We need to start going... I think the last time we went was uh twenty twenty. So yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, we like I like I like to go to I mean I, even though
0: I, I might not buy anything, I think it'd be cool. It's just cool to just walk around, see what people are doing. Um I like to look at prices <laughs> and see like right. how much for that hamburger, you know, <laughs> how much for a steak, how much you how much are they selling pastured poultry, you know, stuff like that. Right. Makes you feel it's good. Just kinda, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, like, dang, all that garlic I grew, man, they're trading. Right.
1: I feel rich. I <laughs> know. all that money I saved myself.
0: <laughs> I know, walking to the farmer's market. I feel rich, man.
1: So I what would you get about, into, Al, this week? We've been having some, lots of rain and flooding, and the weather's been weird. So we've been trying to work on the barn still in between the cold and the rain and the, the weird weather, but we're still plugging away at that. Having fun, but it's getting cold, (laughs) so it's warmed up today. So it made it better today.
0: What animals do you have right now?
1: So we have our milk cow, her calf, our egg layers, and we have two goats and a sheep. Just one sheep? Just one sheep. We got two. It's been a wicked wet year. Um, we lost one of the sheeps within a month from when we got it for, for, with worms.
2: Oh, gosh. We we, she
1: had the parasites when we got her. So the second one pulled pulled through. So we had her tested by the vet, and her count was super high. We put her on 1D wormer. Then we did herbal, herbal stuff, and her count dropped wicked fast. So we're just going to keep her, see how she does. Because if she does good, the attention was for breeding stock. So if she does good, we'll breed her. But if she's susceptible to parasites, we don't want her as a breeder stock. So yep. we're just trying to keep an eye on her and see, is she, uh, is she going to the dinner table or is we going to keep her for <laughs> breeding stock? Kind of thing? How
0: do you, how do you, where do you have her at? Do you have her with other animals?
1: She's with the goats. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's, she's come with friendly. Like she comes right up to us while we're out. You can't keep her in the fence. She's got the, oh. she's a catadin and she's very hairy. She just walks through the electric fence. She don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, but. She's come friendly, luckily we don't have any neighbors close, so we don't got to worry about her wandering away. So
0: that's a, that's a bonus. And they, she gets along with the goats pretty good.
1: Yep. She gets along with the goats pretty good. She's, she loves the goats. The goats are kind of pushy and bossy. They kind of boss her around a little bit and then she'll go do her own thing. She hasn't made friends with the cows yet. Maybe someday.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's good.
1: (laughs) Yep. We want to get more into the sheep, and then we want to get into breeding pigs. We'll see what happens this year. That's kind of the goal.
0: I wish you weren't so far. I'd be like, man, yeah, yes, get into that so that way you can buy them from me.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> You're doing the breeding of the pigs.
0: Yeah, that's true. I know. I almost consider them not even pigs.
2: they <laughs> <laughs> take forever. They really take so mean, long. That's kind of where I'm at with these stupid guinea hogs. They, uh... You got to breed so many of them, and then you got to feed them for two years before they're big enough to butcher. It's just like, wow, this is this is slow. Yeah. When you when you got to start thinking about buying other pigs in the meantime, that's when it's like maybe it's time to reevaluate. Yeah, I've been I mean, seeing a lot of Idaho pasture
1: pig breeders down in your guys' neck of the woods and like the Carolinas because I've been keeping my eye. Out. I'm trying to, you know, make sure I can find some come spring. So I mean, there's a Facebook group and I've been on the Facebook group group, just keeping an eye on everything. And there's quite a few down your way might be worth a shot to try raising just a couple of feeder pasture pigs and see how they do for you.
0: I mean, I know ever since I've moved those, uh, four little pigs that I have in their own area, I've noticed they've, it, they've only been there for maybe two, three weeks and they've gotten bigger. Have they? I'm I'm more structured with their feeding. I think that's probably why. And and I moved them away from mom, the mama. So uh, they're not like it's not fending for themselves anymore. <laughs> yep. I gave them their own bowl. <laughs> I give them their own feed, and they're just like super quiet. You know, they're not fighting each other. And so that's probably why too. But
1: <laughs> they still getting out because you had that one that was like notorious for getting out, didn't you?
0: Yeah. No, no, they haven't for a while. What I've been doing is switching out that, uh, the battery in the uh, charger. Yep. Like every, maybe a couple of weeks, I just switch them out with another one, like a tr- charged one. Right. And just been doing that. And that, that seems to be working, but that one still though, <laughs> she'll go up right to the fence and dig her yeah. nose right up against it and stop. And then she it's almost like she's, she's, uh, trying to sense when the yep. pulse is. Yep. And, like, so she if she doesn't started. really sense it, she'll keep moving forward. Yeah, and then she'll, like, keep moving forward, and, like, she still does it. And uh, I'll notice, but then, like, it'll usually just shock her, and she'll back up. So. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. How, how they do that. And as soon as they see me in the morning, man, like, she does it. She's like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Like, like, it's almost like she wants to run to me. When were they born? I think they were in March. March. They are about the same time yours were born, Ben.
2: Yeah, it was, I think uh, see, our, we had a batch bar- born right at the start of March this year. Uh, and I want to say you were like, then. you were around that time, like within a couple days, I thought. But they were Idaho pasture pigs to be ready for getting butchered pretty soon. Because yeah. they're
1: sure. what, nine months, and an IPP is 10 months. December.
0: so Yeah, I'd probably butchering them right now in January or February or something. Yep. Nope, we got to wait.
1: Gotta wait, gotta wait another year. <laughs> now, how was it for selling know. them? Was it easy to sell the ones you that you sold, Jason? Yeah,
0: yeah. So I only sold uh, three. Okay. Uh, I sold two as uh two males, and uh for the guy just wanted them for to butcher, and then we sold another male, uh, for breeding. The guy bought them for breeding. He already had two coonies before and so he wanted another male yeah i didn't have a problem selling them and then i still had people contact me after that cuz we we only wanted to sell 3 and keep 4 and then mine mine are registered coonies some people care about that stuff yep they, they do they, they want them registered but the ones i sold they didn't care cuz i was like i'll register them for you i don't have a problem i'll register them cuz you got to you got to send in like hair samples to a college and then they got to test the hair samples and then oh, they, wow. they yeah, it's like a whole thing. It's that not gotta... that
1: intense for goats. Like, if you have a registered goat, you can just say who the mother and the father was and register them. You don't got to ha- send in here. Send oh, really? Or anything. Yeah. It's it's easy for a registered goat. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised it's that much on a cooney cooney.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't think it costs much, but it's the process. Right. But the guys who I sold them to, they didn't care about that. They're like, well, I'm just, if you're just going to eat the pig like you don't need it registered i don't know who who cares about if they're registered or not you know i guess they want to i don't know i guess if they're really serious about it they do but it
2: would really only matter if you were selling the the babies you're gonna breed them and then sell them i mean it's kind of cool because it it like tells you like
0: who are their parents from who are their grandparents from and like where are they where they from what farm are they from so that's kind of cool like just to trace that back
2: yeah that's one of those things if you were i guess farming on a larger scale uh if you have all that documentation you have traceability and so it's you know yeah. if you want to breed pigs and sell them to i don't know a college or something like that you would have the traceability you know that all that stuff is there you know for a reason it, it was back when i was working at a shop that had uh, they were iso 9000 that's the uh um, basically international like standards for manufacturing. Um, as soon as we got our ISO 9000 certification, it changed everything and there's paperwork on everything. But the more I got into it, it was like, Hey, this is actually kind of cool. Cause you can like, you can follow every part all the way back to, you know, the material and then all the way back to the mill where it came from. It's kind of cool to have traceability like that. So it might yeah. be kind of cool to, play around with all of your your breeding paperwork and it makes it so you can sell the
1: your breeders for a lot more money yes because because like the idaho pasture pigs for a for a feeder pig it's like 150 a piglet like a normal piglet is our area and then for a breeding pair or for a breeding guild or boar you're looking at anywhere from 500 to 800 Wow. For the same pig with paperwork yeah we That's sold what,
0: our our just our feeder our feeder coonies for 200
1: a lot of the people I've been talking to they won't sell they don't sell the the females for feedstock even if they don't make so like the Idaho pasture pigs it has there's it like a bunch of standards that each piglet has to make in order to become a breeder and even if they don't make that the farm won't sell that piglet for as a feeder pig they'll keep it raise it and butcher it themselves and sell it. Because they're mm. afraid that you're going to use it for a breeder.
2: Well, that's something I've wondered yeah. with our guinea hogs we've got. Um, you know, our boar, Moe, when we got him, he was three months old. And he was almost as big as our two-year-old uh, sows we had. So, like, okay, like, what's the deal? Is And he's, same thing, his parents are papered. We could get papers on him if we wanted them. Well, he's huge now that he's, you know, what, two now? And he absolutely dwarfs our two sows. And it kind of makes me wonder. It's like, well, then is there, was this really bad breeding stock that these sows came from? Because they're about the size their mom was when we got her. So, I don't know. We, uh, we've we been talking about finding new breeders Uh just see if maybe we could get a little more size out of these guinea hogs because they seem really, really small. I know that was one of the things so I looked into the Idaho
1: pasture pigs. There's a bunch of different standards, and one of them is, is like the size. They got to get so big, but they can't get too big. And then, like, it's like the personality traits. They got to have a certain personality trait if they're mean or this or that, or there's a, they, they won't let
0: them sell them as breeder stocks. Yeah, you probably could get really nerdy about it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you <laughs> It's good to know though if you especially if you're getting them for breeding stock that you have a oh, yeah a good quality bloodline sure. coming from. Now the guinea hog's popular in your area. So it sounds like the Coonies uh, must be. I was not really every everybody likes the Coonies around here. No? Do the how much bigger do the guinea hogs get than the Coonies? They gotta get a decent size bigger.
2: I think that would depend on the uh, the bloodline. Um I'd say Moe's probably on par with uh, Jason's Boar, um, and they're about the same age. Oh wow! Well. The uh, the females we got, they're they're pretty small.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to compare the the
2: ones that you that were born at the same time. Yours been and then mine. I wish I still had them. I sold that, that. I sold that whole litter, and I've kind of kicked myself. Oh, did you? Yeah, someone oh, okay. someone had wanted the entire litter, and. I was like yeah, we're gonna breed them again this year. I'll have another litter, and in hindsight, I should have kept a couple just so I could, because I I did actually want to kind of compare them to uh to yours. I thought that would be kind of cool.
0: I put I put the bones up um on that on that high tunnel, um the arches, which it went pretty good, went pretty smooth. I, I of course that you know that gas powered pounder, it was too powerful, so it did mushroom out the the posts that I was pounding in. Um, So I had to grind the tops of them. It was only that one side, that very first side that I put up, because I I think I didn't – I guess I wasn't aware of what it was doing, mushrooming them out. So there was, like, quite a few posts that were all mushroomed out. So I had to go around and grind them off to smooth them out to put the the arches on them. But the other side was fine. I had caught that at that time, but – but they went in pretty good. I mean, you had to wiggle them in there. Some of them I had to hang up, hang on them. And I'm like, <laughs> get in there. Like, you kind of have to wiggle them in there. How tall is it in the center? I don't recall. Is it 12 feet? It's probably about the same as yours, Ben. I don't, what is yours?
2: Uh, It's like 12, it 12, feet? 12 feet or something like that. Did you get the lift kit on yours? No. I'm not sure. I, I would have to go. No, I don't. I don't know if it came with a
0: yeah, I don't I don't have it with me here the directions, but I wanna say it's about twelve feet. Twelve feet.
2: Tall enough. I need a ladder. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if I um, stand on a ladder I can touch the top, so it's probably around twelve feet.
0: Yeah, it shouldn't be any bigger than that because I would need a bigger ladder or some kind of lift or something. Yep. And that'd be a pain in the butt to put together if I had to do that. <laughs> yeah, I was I think <laughs> I
1: was just nineteen for the peak. Or something like yeah. that. It was, yeah, I should have had a lift, but I did it all on ladders and I'm, I'll be doing it again at some point, but I don't know if I'll yeah. probably run to lift the next time. <laughs> I've, I've smartened up a little bit in my older age, the older <laughs> I get a little bit wiser I get, I hope.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of older, I just turned 45 yesterday. Happy oh my birthday! Gosh, happy
2: birthday. I didn't okay. know you were December it, like birthday. Five,
0: yeah. Five more years and I'll be 50. That sounds crazy to me.
2: That's weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounds so weird. Like I'll right. be 50 years old in five years.
1: You know, when you turned 40, it felt weird too, though.
0: I yeah, that felt when weird. I turned but, 40, I was like. Yeah, but 45 is like, man, I feel like it happened fast. I almost feel like from now on, everything's going to happen fast.
1: I feel healthier now, even though I'm in my 40s than I did before in like my 20s. So I'm like, I got this.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yes, I I feel the same way. Yeah, I feel healthier now than I was in my 30s. Imagine
1: what we'd feel like if we lived the way we used to live. And you know what I mean? It's like, I don't even want to think about that. (laughs)
0: 45 is the new 35.
1: (laughs) The new 25. The new
2: 25? The new 25. It's all just a number. That's cool. Yeah. My birthday's next week. I am 45. Next week? Yeah. Cool. It's the 28th. (laughs) Happy birthmas. How are you going to be, Ben? Thirty-eight. I still got a Take couple the baby. More. Okay. Yeah, the baby. I still got a couple more You're until I turn 40. forty. It's coming quick though. Uh, it's it's been amazing. I, I would say after like probably like thirty-three, it seems like everything. Honestly, after thirty, everything just sped up. They keep coming faster and faster. I mean, I'm still I'm still in my twenties, right? No, I'm almost done with right. my thirties. Everybody always now. asks me, "How old
1: are you?" I'm like. Uh, hold on. I got I got to count figured out. I don't pay <laughs> pay attention really. Like yeah, after you hit in. forty, yeah.
0: After you hit forty, you don't. You're like, man, how old am I?
1: Yeah. I think on my foot when I was turning forty, I almost forgot I was turning forty because I don't pay attention.
0: For my birthday though, I think my mom was watching or listening to our podcast because she gave me a thousand zip ties.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: A bag of thousand zip ties for my birthday. Zip ties and duct tape.
2: <laughs> That's all you need. Just some WD 40 yeah. in your set. Do you guys
1: do anything for your birthday? Are you doing anything?
0: No, we didn't really do anything. We just, that that day was the day it rained all day. Yep. So we really didn't do anything. Um, you know, we just cooked that pastrami and the rain made a bl- blueberry pie. Sounds like um, a good birthday. Which I prefer pie over cake. What, what about you guys? Mm. cake or pie
2: it depends <laughs> uh generally for I your birthday would... for your birthday cake or pie it's got to be cake Al's thinking. i used
1: to be cake i'm thinking because i used to be a huge cake guy like i wanted a chocolate cake with vanilla frosting and then i think i went to like pound cake with strawberries mm. and now i could either go for like a blueberry pie or a cheesecake I'm getting a little more like mm. I want I don't know <laughs> With a nice hot cup of coffee, but <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> mm. yeah, that's how I am. blueberry pie, I've always been a, a pie person. I never used to kid. be
2: I used to hate pie as a kid. I always liked pie, I hated cobblers, and now I'm an equal opportunity pastry oh. eater i I'll, I'll eat it all now, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, ultimately it doesn't matter, but
0: <laughs> right but blueberry pie man all the way
1: apple crisp with some homemade vanilla ice cream from your dairy mm. cow you can't beat yeah. that now you can't oh, beat that right. it's all changed it all changes once you start homesteading it makes a big difference yep yeah <clears throat> i think probably as a kid i didn't like pies cuz it was a crisco pie crust mm. now at least it's a good <laughs> lard pie crust <laughs> <laughs> i
0: that know you a- make it homemade is it is it is it count as bad food if you
2: make it no. <laughs> no no there's all sorts of stuff that no. we used to eat and if you buy it from someplace you're getting heartburn it's gonna give you indigestion and we make the same stuff ourselves and it doesn't bother anybody it tastes good it tastes better I mean it's like simple things like french fries we meg has this way she cooks french fries in the oven but they're basically fried and I like them better than any restaurant French fries I've ever had. And it's just like, are these good oh, for yeah. you? I mean, it's our lard, so oh. I yeah, they're good for you. Well, if you think about it,
1: like any baked goods you make at home or on the homestead is like, I bet you like a hundred times healthier than most breakfast food that the average American eats nowadays mm-hmm. that they call breakfast. That's just all pure sugar.
0: I know, like I had like, you know. I practically ate the whole a whole blueberry pie, but it's all
2: right. That's fine. <laughs> it was your pie, anyways. That was that was your duty. I know it's healthy pie, right? Like it's right. homemade, like <laughs> homemade
0: fresh blueberries. I think it was made with date sugar. Like it wasn't even real sugar, right? Like fake sugar. What I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we use a lot of maple syrup now for sweeteners for different things. So yeah. So do you miss the? All the food you guys were eating last year, Ben, around the Christmas season? Because I know by the end of Christmas, you guys were
2: pretty well over it. But uh, We were pretty – I think we're still pretty well over it. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I think we felt like gluttons. Uh, I think that's the simplest way to put it. Um, it was kind of cool, like eating <laughs> everything. But honestly, I felt really bad for Meg because all she did for the entire month was cook. Um Yep. It's like she was a short order chef and she was working overtime. <laughs> um, I mean, she still has spent a lot of time in the kitchen this year, but yeah, we haven't done fatty Christmas. <laughs> That's what it was called. We we haven't done fatty Christmas this year and it's okay. Like I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think there's really anything we, we missed. Uh, she's made a few of our favorites. Like she just made cinnamon rolls and stuff like that. And so as long as we get our, you know, our, nice. our old standbys that she cooks every year, it's good. Uh last year was a little bit overboard. We might have covered this in another podcast, but is there anything that you guys do every Christmas that's like a tradition that uh you can't it's not Christmas until you do
1: it? A big tradition we have is we go out and cut a Christmas tree down on our own property. That's about it for, I guess, a big tradition.
2: That that reminded me. I, I'm going to tell a little story. So, uh, since really we've time. been here, every year we we go around the property and we find a uh, just a pine tree and we cut our own Christmas tree. Um, you know, we don't have any spruce or anything. We have white pine, yellow pine, and then cedar trees. And I'm not bringing a cedar tree in here because they're kind of <laughs> stickery. Well... We uh, we hopped on the golf cart, grabbed a chainsaw, and we're driving all over the property. And all of our trees that you know we've kind of had our eye on really grew a lot this past year. And it's like they're kind of too big now. And so we we're kind of just driving around, and we aren't really finding anything. And I know there's a stand of pine trees kind of out by the road. I was like, well, let's let's go check that spot out out there by the road. And we go out there and there's one that would work but we basically had to top it so you know we're out here all of us kids you know everybody's piled up on the golf cart uh we're down here by the road (laughs) i cut this tree down shorten it get it up on the roof of the golf cart and we all climb on the golf cart and we all have our arms up on the roof holding this little tree on the top of the golf cart and a neighbor drives by and I, like, I realize how just redneck this must look. A bunch of people, half the kids aren't wearing shoes. We're bouncing a tree on the roof of a tore up golf cart. Well, this person driving by, we see her start laughing and she's just like, it must be everything she can do to keep from driving in the ditch because she's laughing as she drives by us. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yep. That, that's about one of the most redneck looking things I think I've ever done. Hey, don't mind us neighbors, like <laughs> I'm just cutting a Christmas tree. That's funny. Oh, it's been a good tree. It's you know, it doesn't have any branches on one side because it was facing the woods, but that's fine. It goes against a wall, so it doesn't need branches all the way around. Yeah, I don't know if we have a,
0: a tradition, I think we haven't really found one yet. Um, I know, well, I guess for like for New Year's, for we used to, well, in California, we used to, um, wake up in the morning before the sun rises and like hike up on top of a mountain or or like a overlook and then, uh, watch the sunrise on, on the first.
2: That's cool. That's a cool We still
0: try to do that. We still try to do that, but out here it's usually like overcast. (laughs) So you're not, it's not much of a sunrise Usually. Once in a while, you'll get like a good sunrise, but for the most part, it's always just overcast, so it's kind of like, eh, it's not the same, but we try. I think we're going to try it again this year on, on our property.
1: Most people are still sleeping,
2: I would think.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: if it's hungover, New Year's, New Year's Day, yeah, that's hungover.
0: <laughs> yeah, usually you should, Lorraine will make, a, I don't know, like donuts or something. Nice. I mean, hot chocolate, and then we'll bring it. Go some find somewhere where that you can watch the sunrise and go go watch that.
1: So, can you guys grow easily in your greenhouses all year round, like greens and cauliflower and broccoli and stuff like that? If you wanted to, or
2: is there a time like that it would take a lot more? <clears throat> effort? So, there's there's definitely um, there's a trick to it. Um, what I found, I tried planting some like lettuces and stuff like that. And I was way too late and they just, it's too cold for them. Um, But we did go into winter with cabbages and broccolis and, you know, all the cold crops and Swiss chard, stuff like that, planted and started already. And that stuff, we're eating from it now. Um, And it looks like we're going to have cabbages and broccoli and cauliflower and maybe some Brussels sprouts all the way through... Uh, at least next month, maybe longer, depends on how much of it we eat. Um, the struggle has been, um, as long as it doesn't get down into the low teens, the stuff outside of the greenhouse is doing okay. But the problem with the stuff in the greenhouse is bugs. Uh, it hasn't gotten cold enough to kill the caterpillars and they're absolutely annihilating everything. And because, you know, co-crops, you eat the whole thing. I don't want to go in there and spray. uh, I usually use uh, pyrethrium, uh, which is, you know, it's an organic pesticide. It kills everything. But I don't really want to spray that on the broccoli that I'm getting ready to eat. So uh, we had a little bit of cold uh, probably about two weeks ago. And the citrus has been doing fine in the greenhouse, all doubled up. So I went and I rolled up one of the sections, uh, next to the bed that had all the the cold crop stuff that was really bad with caterpillars. I came out the next day and it was, you know, it was frosty. It was in the twenties and I walk in that greenhouse and all the caterpillars are all shriveled up and dropped off the plant. So (laughs) I guess I just used the cold to deal with them. But yeah, to answer your question, yeah, we can, we can grow pretty much year round in the greenhouse. Um, you just got to have stuff already established before the soil temperature gets too low. Now I wonder if you could start plants in your house, or whatever, and then transplant them.
1: Like if you want to have like a longer succession, I don't know if, that would, do need to try if that would be good
2: or not. That's just one of those things. I just haven't thought about it and I haven't tried it. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I need to yep. uh, I tell you what in the dead of winter, when you go out and harvest your own greens to eat, I don't think there's anything better than that. That's like, that's amazing. It's magical. Especially when you need a salad. January. February. That'd be oh, nice yeah. to have a nice fresh one. What's For it not, called? Everything else is brown. <laughs> the the starvation gap or something like that. It's when your stored up food runs out and you can't grow anything in the garden because it's still too cold. That's your, your hunger gap. That's that's the term. Uh I think we're headed into the hunger gap this year and we'll actually have some stuff that we get to eat out of the greenhouse. Um, Last year, I was too late on planting stuff for winter eating and the stuff that was in there wasn't very big. And when the, uh, the December freezing cold blast we had came, it annihilated everything. We had salad, we had everything, but it was just still real small. And it looked like someone had
1: taken a blowtorch to it. I know when we grew in ours, it was almost like you needed, if you wanted to grow summer crops in a greenhouse, you almost needed two. You had to have a greenhouse for like, say your tomatoes in our climate. And then you'd have to have one because like when the tomatoes are getting ripe, that's when you really need to be planting your winter crop. So it would be established enough for, to go through the winter kind of thing. That's what I found.
2: Yeah, so that's, that's kind of, like, hey, kind of like radiant heat. oh, I'd love to, I'd love to do a rocket mass heater through the floor of the greenhouse. I think that'd be yep. so cool, but, uh, I don't know how much work that would be to, uh, maintain a fire <laughs> to keep all your plants alive. Right.
0: That'd be cool to do a, uh, if you could put heat, a heated greenhouse though, Al.
1: Yeah, they say the best, what I've read is the best way to do it is just to use like the black water pipe and buried underground, underground, and then just heat your soil to I don't know I think it's like 40 or 50 and then that way you're heating the soil and it not, you're not heating the air of the greenhouse because if you're heating the air the greenhouse is just going to go up and out but if you're just keeping right. the soil warm especially I think once you you got your crops established they're going to kind of hold the heat in but the, something I'd like to try to do is do that and hook it up to I don't know if I probably do an outdoor wood boiler tie it into the house one and just kind of see I don't know how much wood it would use but It'd be nice to be able to grow greens and broccoli. And when it's 20 below out, you know, still have something in the greenhouse going.
2: uh, We really (laughs) want to build our uh, sunken greenhouse. Like that's still on the table of things that we want to do. Um, I found a video of a guy in northern Utah, I believe. And he's growing tropical plants in his underground greenhouse. I mean, he's got bananas and you know, it's middle of wow. January and he's harvesting bananas out of his greenhouse. I was just like, man, that'd be so cool. He, uh, I, Yeah. Like in a span of like four years, I watched, you know, his progression. And he went from, you know, little citrus trees in little pots, uh, you know, foot tall. And in four years, they're eight feet tall in this greenhouse producing fruit. And it was just like, he said he was in zone 6A. So that's considerably colder than us. Uh, and if he can grow tropical stuff like that's that's pretty cool. Just using the, the
0: earth.
1: What do you call it? the area you call your is it your dugout? Can, like, is that south facing enough
2: to do it over there? You got to do it in a different spot. No, I wish it's all that's north facing. Um, actually, I Saturday I was <clears throat> uh, I had to give a hay bale to the cow since we pushed him back a, a, a couple days. And so I went in there to change implements and put my forks on. And because it's north facing, once it gets to this time of year, uh, the ground never defrosts. And so it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. You know, that's that's like as warm as it's going to get all day. And I'm squishing through the mud as I get down there. And I got into the dugout and all of a sudden there's no more squish. Ground's rock solid and frozen. (laughs) And basically it stays frozen almost the entire winter in there up against that wall. That's where you need to put your root cellar. That's a little far from the house. I mean, I'm not arguing, but I mean, that's, that's about as far from the house as we can get. That's like in the back 40. You just have you bring to build the house to car.
0: it. You you, bring, you build the house by that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I thought about this for the, uh, the next uh podcast. Um, which will be our last podcast of the year. What if we ask the people watching if they have any questions and we'll just kind of answer, answer some questions they might have. Do a Q and A. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So the people that are watching or, or listening, I guess the probably the easiest way to do this is if, if you're just listening, go to our YouTube channel and on this video, um, uh, just put in the comments of any questions you guys might have it could be whatever, maybe it's on specific homestead or just questions that you want to get. You're always wondering about us. <laughs> um, just put them in the comments and we may answer them. We may not. <laughs> and I think that should be a fun, uh, end of the year video. I think that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. that would be fun. Yeah, so uh appreciate everyone listening and watching and yeah, if you have a, have a a question for us, we may answer it in the next po- uh podcast, so leave it in the comments. That would be great. And uh thank you guys for being here and uh yeah, hope everyone has an awesome Christmas out there. Merry Christmas and uh hope you guys have an awesome week and and, and uh hope you guys get some good food. And everything that you have asked for from Santa. <laughs>
2: Merry Christmas. Yes. Yep. Merry Christmas. Thank you, guys.
0: And we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.